By the way, right. before we start, what are we talking about? Yeah, I, I don't know where we want me to go with that, Dan. If you want to be more specific, it's obviously frustrating. We felt we were better team. All right, should we officially start the show, or should I just try and piece some shit together? Boston Bee Party. Boston Bee Party. Boston Bee Party. Just thinking about it, I just wanted to, you know, it's spoke beef, you turn it sideways, it looks like it was. But anyway, it's like, I just can't, I can't stand this team and this franchise right now. Mr. Ventola, how do you plead? I've been pleading for four years. Can you someone please fire this yeah, okay, please, please fire this dude. I'm going on here now. That, that, that's all he, this is about. <laughs> the real criminal is John Sweeney. Where is he? I think uh, Sweeney made a major mistake so far with the goaltending. So, yeah, not looking great. I'm like, you're picking for a pool of all these stud players. How can you fuck that up? Welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez, joined tonight by Tyler Scales and Justin Ventola. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Yo, Dave, what's good. going on? How yeah. are you, Tyler? Doing good, man. Thank you. It's good Good to hear you guys again. It's been a couple weeks since we talked. Uh, Boston is right now playing uh, in between the second and third period, playing at home versus St. Louis Blues, losing 3-2. to two. Uh, I believe last time we spoke, uh, we were talking a little bit about them uh, the Bruins losing to Toronto. The final score of that game was six to four. It was uh, what's I think six to two after two periods. So those last two goals were pretty much garbage time. Uh, Boston has gone four and three, including that Toronto game since we last spoke, with wins against New Jersey, two against Columbus, and one against a nice win against Tampa Bay, and losses coming against Toronto, uh, Detroit, and Washington this past Sunday. Uh, we're in the final month of the season, gentlemen. There's 10 games left. How are we feeling about the Bruins at this time? Um, Tyler. Um, well, they're doing okay in the, in the, like so far in these last couple of games. They can definitely do a little bit better. I don't expect them to. And when playoff season comes, it's always going to be different. Boston tells a couple of guys that, that are kind of kind of like new. Some of them are a lot older. It's like the, the, the skill I don't think is going to be there for the playoffs. The first round could be a possibility, like a slight possibility, depending on who we face. But I just don't see them making the playoffs and make, winning the cup at all. Definitely not. I think they'll be eliminated in the second round for sure. All right, so you're feeling basically the same as you felt most of the season? Okay. Justin, and my confidence for them has slightly built up, which is a good thing. But I'm still not convinced that they're going to be able to, to have an amazing playoff run. Yeah, I don't think they're going to have an amazing play, playoff run. I was just kind of feeling if you felt any better about them. I mean, sounds like not maybe yeah, a little, I'm, but not, I'm not a ton. I'm slightly feeling better. Like the, the lineup looks good. I'm happy that, that Cassidy has, like, ship, kept, like, shifting it. He keeps – he shifts it at a good pace. Like, he, like, shifts some people around. Like, he doesn't do it often, but he does it for games. So that way, like, more opponents can, like, have, like, a guess, like, what the, their chemistry for their line opponents are, you know? Yeah, okay. I gotcha. Yeah. And, uh, Justin, how are you feeling about the Bruins after these last couple of weeks? I don't know. I'm uh, kind of side with Tyler here. Um, listen, uh, you got to be encouraged by their play because, you know, I know they had some crappy losses in between there. Um, Detroit. But with that being said, yeah, Detroit. Watching um, oh, yeah. it kind of sucked because, you know, you, you, what? You tie it up. You, you seem like you have some momentum there. And then that, you know, and that, and that happens, I should say. But Both those uh, games had one thing in common. You know what that was? They both had a lead beforehand. Built, no, built-in excuses. T- uh, Washington was the end of a four-game road trip, and um, Detroit was back-to-back, second night of a double, uh, back-to-back. Built-in excuses. No, which is true, which is true. Um, I do look at the Toronto game, and I get a little frustrated with, frustrated with that game, though. That, that, that did annoy me. Um, 
that loss. But with that being said, I mean, how can you, like, I guess not feel good about them, right? Because they've been out without two key players, um, and they've been still holding their own. And I think that win against Tampa was I, – I, I give them that win because it wasn't like Tampa, like, lost because of a lack of effort. I think the effort was there. But um, – and again, without Posnock or Lindholm, they stood tall and – you know they uh, they came through in that game. So I, how can you not feel good about them, right? But to Tyler's point, I'm not. I, I don't want to take the cheese on them because how many seasons have we said in the past, like that? Uh, you know where we're like we're feeling good about them towards the end of the season. We're like, okay, they're on a roll. Like, oh my god, they give you that hope, and then you just yeah, mess it all up. Exactly, just, they just kill it all in the in the playoffs. And I still don't. That's how I felt last last year with the playoffs. It did so well against Washington, which I thought Washington was going to be a lot better, but they didn't. And then they faced the Islanders, who were like in the wild card in our division, pretty much, and we lose to them. And they embarrassed us. I mean, it doesn't take much to embarrass this team sometimes, though, is it? The only thing, the only thing sometimes more embarrassing this team is Toronto. <laughs> We've already been embarrassed by Carolina. Yeah, Carolina's pants you and undressed you this year. Uh, yeah, no, I yep. mean, I I understand what you guys are saying. I you feel a little bit better about this team, but not like they're gonna go. I, I still don't think they're gonna go very deep in the playoffs. And even if they play Toronto the way that you played against Toronto just two weeks ago is uh, not doesn't leave a very good feeling in the pit of my stomach. Um, you know they went down. I think it was five-one at one point at that in that game, and they just came out. You, I do believe you had a chance to jump them in the standings if you won that game. I think you went into that game tied or down one point. Am I close on that one? Does anybody recall? No, I definitely think you were clo- you're close, Dave. They were either tied or they were j- like a point or so ahead, and then. You know they obviously lost that game. Right, I feel uh, I felt like that game had much more meaning to it than the Bruins came out playing, and Toronto came out and played like that game meant something, and Boston came out and played like that was Detroit. Yeah, but at the same time, we still put our four goals on them, right? And like they they, they were trying, and we weren't. And quite honestly, Toronto doesn't feel me, Dave. This was face it, throw a bunch of pussies up there. Like, I mean, come on, they have no sack on that team whatsoever. Um, they still they added Mark Giordano, who I'm like, dude, you, you realize this is an old guy who, first of all, was not a physical shutdown guy. He was only a, really just a mobile dude. Um, and Yeah, he was always like, more I, offensive, right? And yeah, not and, even and a like, lot. And that year he won the noise trophy. Like, I wanted to throw up. I'm like, really? That's like electing Toy Krug the noise trophy winner. Like, what? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, I, I, I mean. Welcome back, Tori. Yeah, and, 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 and. O'Reilly's also kind of a bitch. He's just he's uh he's a he's honestly O'Reilly's essentially Mike, a um, rich man's Mike Riley, right? Right. Uh, Mike Riley's yeah. like uh, they're virtually the same player. They have the size, don't use it, can't use it, make poor decisions, and all they do is just bring some offense. So I mean, and, and their goaltending sucks. Like Toronto has. No goaltending. Yeah, uh, no goaltending. We lost the Bruins. Lost to a guy I don't even know who the hell he was. By the way, in that game, well, don't, isn't there isn't there number one goaltender uh, Mrazik, who they actually waived, but no one picked him up, and they couldn't, and they didn't get anyone. So they're like, shit, we gotta either stick with the Zamb- uh like get a Zamb- that Zamboni driver from whatever team that you know beat us. <laughs> <laughs> or we gotta, uh, or we gotta sign Morazic back. Might as well just sign Morazic. So, quite honestly, Toronto doesn't scare me. They're gonna like, you know, choke on their dicks. Uh, they they would have been better off with the Zamboni driver. I feel. I think they would have probably been better with. Honestly, they'd pe- probably better off with the traffic cone. Quite frankly. So, <laughs> the, the old fucking shooting net. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they win a cup. It's their MVP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so Toronto doesn't scare me whatsoever. Like think, I said, I, I'm not worried. Honestly, they're your best chance of making it to the next round. Absolutely. I think we. I think we actually did mention that last week. I think we all kind of felt that way. Um, yeah. You know, from obviously from, I do as well. They have no chance of ever making it past that first round, in Toronto. They only have a couple of players who have like 
who can produce points, but I don't think they are like ready for playoff, like a playoff or like Mitch Marner. He just has a panic attack on the ice. Austin Matthews just kind of turns off a light bulb in the on the ice. Uh, they got Andre Kacha on that team, who's going to get injury immediately in the first game with how physical the playoffs can be. Isn't he already injured? I don't know. I don't. He is. I don't know that to be true. I just know that to be true. (laughs) Yeah, he's probably hurt. He hasn't been on since March 19th. Yikes! Uh... And most of their players on the team are just a little bit older, and just like Jason Spezza. That guy's been around since like 2004. Spezza's still playing, huh? Is he still up there? Still playing. Jesus. And he's still kind of decent. I mean, well, 21 points. He's not who he used to be, but excuse he's me. obviously not built for the playoffs anymore. No. no he's, built, he's built not. for the Florida nursing homes now. <laughs> um, so the Bruins can clinch a playoff berth tonight uh, with a win and I believe a, any Islanders loss or just one point in an Islanders regulation loss. Uh, they head into the third period. It's about a minute and a half into the third period. They are still down. Th- they are now down three to two. Uh, I don't know if we updated that score, but they are down now down three to two um, against St. Louis. Who, from what I've seen of this game, it looks like they're doing the same stuff they did back in what was it, 2019 in the Cup final, and they're just kind of running over the these guys for the most part. Uh, yeah, we're still getting just, overwhelmed by like physical. Yeah, I, let me let me rephrase that. It's not so much that they're, they're being run over by St. Louis. They're just swarming. St. Louis just looks so much faster than them right now, and it's just been an issue on this team for a while. Is that they always look slow and old. Yeah, to, when they look slow, the the, the team knows the other the opposing team just knows when to take advantage. They get overwhelmed. And why do we still have Nick Felino? I, I saw. I, I don't know who I saw this write this on Twitter this week, but what the fuck does he really do? He's got He's what? Just there to two goals. Motivate people. See, you know, it, it, not, I'm the, sorry, not to motivate him, not to defend him, but he's only there for moral support. Moral support. He's there to help people out, but man, we did not need him. He's he there, so therefore he's there, so therefore his wife can get a uh, children's book published. That's why. Is that what that was? Is that what was going on yeah. in between periods? Yep. I mean, oh. she's cute and all, but I want to read a storybook by her. Um. No, I don't. I don't know. It's just, I, I, I think it was. I, I don't know if it was the Washington game or even if it was the Tampa game where he just took a a bad penalty or maybe even two bad penalties and someone was like seriously what does he do is he just there to take bad penalties at bad times because that seems to be more often than not how I see Nick Felino is that he's going to the penalty box I don't know I think um, dude I, I, I see I like him on the fourth line but again he's he's kind of like I, I was thinking about it and I've been mean to look this up so I again apologize guys but I've been trying to, I, I, I think his contract they signed him for in the offseason is literally Half of what back is got, like, half the back is contract almost, in the sense that like you know, back was six years and he was like thirty one years old something like that, and Felino's thirty three, going on thirty four, and he got three years. Back has got six, and back has got six million per, and Felino got maybe a little half, uh, a little under that, but I forget. And please. Look that up. I'm going. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and, and then I look at him, and then I look at a guy who I was also dying for the Bruins to get, Brandon Saad, on St. Louis, Louis right now. And he had that nasty setup for Perron earlier to set up that first goal. And he's been kind of all over the ice. So not to mention he's having a great season. So I'm just like, why, why did you look at Felino and Saad and say, you know what? I take the old ass out of his prime sucky suck bag, you know what I mean, and put him on the fourth line. So, you know, I, I don't know what, but he's fine on the fourth line with Nosek and Lazar. They seem to have something there. So, whoop de doo. Whoop de doo, huh? Is that a technical term? Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, any thoughts on Nick Felino? 
in his performance for the Bruins this year? Been very meh. He just does not really do anything. I mean, I like him. Don't get me wrong. I like the things he does, but he needs to do better. Like he is like a four, like a three point five out of ten with his performance. He's just. This is like is. He just has gotten worse as a player. He used to be good. So I wish he was at the level he was where he is right now with the Bruins. He's on one of the best teams, and he's not really brought it. He just has gotten worse as a player. Tyler, I'm so sorry, but can we just reflect on that excellent point that you just made, that great line? And I'm just going to butcher it because, <laughs> you know, my memory sucks. I smoke too much weed. Nice. Um, but uh, you uh, you say, I wish – we had him like when he was like in his prime, Felino. How many yeah. players can we say over the years that the Bruins have signed that you look at and say, "Man, if only we had them in their prime years." Pretty much everybody that John uh, Sweeney is traded for on trade Pretty deadline. Much everyone. <laughs> uh, a few from Shirelli, I can yeah. think of. <laughs> yep. Exactly. So it's like it's a common trend with them. So they love those guys. No idea why. All right, so uh, just to touch base on Nick Felino's contract, I'm uh, on Twitter at Bruins Cap Space, uh, the summer 2022 cap pro- projection. So, uh, is has Felino signed through next year for 3.8 million dollars? So it looks like he only got a two-year deal. Oh, that was a three-year side, Dave. Nope, nope. That's all right. That's all right. Um, all right. So, but still, he's making almost four million, which is way too much. Way I, too much for a fourth liner. I, I'd rather have Chris Wagner up from the uh, from Providence in as one point three five million. See, and, and that's the thing, because it's like it's like you don't need to pay out the pay out the ass for these these stiffs. You have enough of them in your prospect pool. Like you know what I mean? Just go find a combination that works from Providence, right? I'm sure you can find one. Um, you don't need to, to sign these asshats. Like I I don't know understand. And I feel bad. I no disrespect to Polino. In his prime, he was a great player. I liked his game, but I mean, dude, come on! It's a bad contract. Another yet another bad contract by the uh, the Sweenius. Exactly, and yeah, I'm sorry. Like nice. that's why when people were just like, "Oh, look at what Don Sweeney has done," I'm like, "Look at what Don Sweeney could have done and hasn't done," and that's how I judge yeah. him as a GM. Not just on what he does, but also on what he hasn't done. So that's the way you got to look at it. Yeah, I've been kind of yeah. judging Don Sweeney on, the, like, how have I felt about this team over the last couple of years? And I feel like we're beating a dead horse, always talking about the same thing. It was for, like, three years it was termed as um, secondary scoring. The last couple of years it's been, you know, the scoring plus the size on defense. Now it's, we're talking age this year a little bit. So you guys, you and Jimmy were probably ahead of the class uh, at the end of last season talking about their age. Um, maybe maybe more than that, if I remember correctly. But I, I don't know. I, that's just kind of how I feel. It's like we for most of Sweeney's tenure, uh, yeah, he's had some big swings and a few good misses at the trade deadline. The the Rick Nash uh, sucks. Dude got a concussion. Uh, thought it was going to be a good trade at the time. A couple other not-so-good moves. Uh, you brought up Bacchus. I always forget. Was he Shirelli or was he Sweeney? Sweeney. Okay. And then, you, you know, you add in, like, a Matt Bolesky contract. You know, like, some, some of these signings, like, big swings, big misses. Uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll give the... Uh, the Nash one. I'll give that a foul tip if we're going to talk baseball terminology right now. Um, <laughs> it, well, yeah, and, and you know, Dave, just to tack onto that, like, like people, people try to give him a break, being like, well, you know, he was like a new GM and stuff. I'm like, he's been, he was he's been in like in the uh, administrative system for the Bruins for how long? He was an assistant GM. Not to mention, like, you know, a part of being a GM is being able to assess talent, right? Well, and and he was head are out there. Wasn't he head of player development? Was he at one point? He might have been. I, I like. I know he's like been through the organization quite quite a bit. But he's just again like you should be able to assess talent. 
and the stats were out there on all these guys you chose and and whatnot, and you still chose them. You know, you still chose those three stiffs in the 2015 draft when right there on the board were all these other like you know. So it's just like, what are you doing? So I, I don't know. So he just made some really boneheaded decisions, and it's almost like in that draft they they spun the wheel and threw dots, and you you took what it, where it landed, and that was all that was to be said about it. There was no going back. Exactly, and you know, and like, like, listen, I like the Lindholm deal, but the way I also see it, why wasn't that done three, four years ago? That's when you should be going all in. That's when you should have been throwing your assets at acquiring a guy like McDonough, uh, JT Miller, like those guys. Well, why didn't help. why don't you do that immediately when you Krug walk? If you're just gonna give this guy the same money Krug ended up getting, you know, exactly. Like that's my point. I'm like, where were these moves? When like you had a, a younger core, um, it, it, like more pieces at that point, because you know what I mean, Charles still had like you know like a a, few, a couple miles still left on him. Like when you had that, you know, and, and you could I don't know. It's just and so now they're making uh, making it essentially an all in. I would say an all in move, but you know, at the deadline with Lindholm, who I like, I really do. Well, but, I'd like to see him back on the ice. You know, that's the other thing. You know, so but. Is it going to get you to a cup? No. Tyler, thoughts? Yeah, it won't get you to a cup playing that way. Just, you got to play better. You know, play harder. Um, injuries. Speaking, I just said, you know, you, you mentioned Lindholm. I said I'd like to see him on the ice. You've had Pasternak, including tonight's game. I believe his four straight games, uh, Lindholm three and Grizzly, who you know, when he's when he's not hurt is kind of more news than when he is hurt sometimes. Um, any other big injuries going on right now for the Bruins? I think it's those are the the major ones. Yeah, I think I think those are the major ones, Dave. Um, with that being said, I'm I'm also concerned about the injuries that could happen between now and then. Right. With, with the condensed schedule, right? I mean, DeBrusque, I mean, he, you got to have him, right? He took a big hit the other day. And um, quite frankly, I don't think he's been skating with as much. Well, well, in, in DeBrusque's defense, and we all know I, I'm pretty much done with Jake DeBrusque, um, I'm pretty sure that Nazem Kadri's done for the season, so he doesn't have to run here about even if they should make the cup, getting cross-checked in the face again. I mean... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, 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 no. So, so sorry, Dave. I just. Oh my I'm god, that was good. fucking bad. I mean, it, but that's not a concerning thing. And granted, he's a rookie, so I'm not like these are the growing pains of a rookie goaltender. But Swayman has sucked, absolutely sucked these past three weeks. I mean, come on, dude. Like, not doing great this game too. Well, yeah, dude, he's not. People kind of have the. Uh, I I think people are starting to get the book on him, and he's gonna have to make his adjustments. If he doesn't make his adjustments, he's just gonna be that that flash in the pan goalie that Boston had at one point that made fucking Linus Almark look good. Like Almark's had a couple pretty decent games recently. He played good against Tampa Bay. Uh, he played pretty good against Washington the other night. Yeah, I mean, and and, and, honestly, it, and that pains me to say. <laughs> the David pains me to say too, but he's he, Allmark has been the better goaltender over the past few weeks. Um, as much as that pains me to say, and Tyler, maybe you could speak more to this. But a part of the issue I, I I see with Swayman is he not only suckers into that first move, right, that fake out um, first, but he also comes out of his net quite often. Um, you know, he's an athletic goaltender, which is what I like, but like. He does like that. He came way out of his net, and then like like you know he didn't close the five hole, and that's all it was. It was simple, right in. Or what players knew uh, know now to do with him, Dave, like you just alluded to, is they know oh if you do a good pump fake, he'll he'll bite. And you know what I mean you just go around him. Yeah, Tyler, thoughts on Swayman's play. Yeah. Yeah, he's not been he's not been the goalie we've really been needing at the moment. He needs to be playing better, especially if he wants to have a start in the playoffs. It's getting closer to that season, and he needs to simply play better. And he's not really doing it, which is not a good sign at all. 
and if we're getting prepared for the playoffs, this is the time to do it now. This is going to be his first playoff seat run he's going to have. It's not going to be on the bench. He's going to be probably be on the ice during this playoff run. It'll be him or Olmark. I, right now, it's just a Jeremy Swayman. Sorry? You know, Tyler, I was going to ask that question later. Is who do you think is the Bruins' starting goaltender? Um, so I would definitely I like to. I think it's going to be Olmark. I think he's – it's it's tough to determine, but I think it's more likely that Olmark will be starting instead of Swayman. Since recently, Olmark has been the better goaltender. He has a little bit more, more a little bit more experience than Swayman. We'll have to see. Yeah. No, I I agree. I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to interrupt you as you were talking. I was. I'm actually kind of trying no, to fun. see if I can get any. Uh, let's see, all types. There we go. I'm just curious as to how many games is the most that Swayman's played before. And I'm looking it up, and it looks like up in the University of Maine, he played 35, and tonight is his 35th in Boston, it looks like. So everything beyond this, he hasn't played any more games than this in a single season. Um, so I'm wondering if he's wearing down. And then uh, as far as for playoffs, you know, Obviously, Allmark played in Buffalo. He has never even sniffed the playoffs like he's smelling them right now. Um, but do you do you guys think that there's there was a little bit of of a stunt in Swayman's um, development when they didn't let him play last year in the playoffs, even though they knew Tuca was hurt? Remember, remember the for the in the playoffs they they freely admitted Tuka was at like seventy percent for that last game. Uh, it was at the Islanders that Tyler you said that they were embarrassed when they got bounced. Was it the Islanders last year? Anyway, I know that Tuka was the goaltender and he was hurt. Um, but yet Swayman sitting on the bench. You were down three one in the series anyway, I believe. Tyler, do you think yeah. they should have? And then that would have been. Brought him in and then, do you think that would have been more? Even if he got smoked, don't you think that would have been more um, beneficial to his development than just letting him ride the pine? Not really. You would want a goalie to be like, like fully prepared for his first playoff game. Just to throw him in like that, I guess a team that's kind of like, kind of like hungry for goals. That early in the game is not a smart move. You want them to be like fully prepared. But at the same time, though, a goalie in the NHL should be prepared for that every game. Game. And if you see the team be hungry, though, you got to be playing at your one hundred percent, especially for the playoffs. So it is kind of like it. It is more a no than a yes. Yeah. But there are some like things in there that can actually benefit him to be a better goaltender. Yeah, I mean, I just figured you send him out for that. I mean, it, it was they lost 4-1 to one in that series, right, last year? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was 4-2. to 4-2 to two in the series. And mm-hmm. Tuca was 70%, and he was getting worse as the series went on, if I remember correctly. Uh, he, he, he didn't play very good in the back end of that, like – even even that final game, that game six, if it was game six, and, you know, it's not happening. Throw him in there for, like, the second half of the game. You know you weren't coming back. I had I had no faith that they were going to make it further in the playoffs last year the way they were playing. I don't know. I don't know. That That's my argument, and I'm sticking to it. I, I think they should have played him more. <laughs> At least given him more than – I think he had quick mop-up duty for, like, the last couple minutes of a game. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, honestly, Dave, like, like, I, I don't think he hinders his development, quite frankly. I, I, I don't think so. I think what you see now is the result of, again, a young goaltender, right? Goaltenders, and, and I know I always advocate for this, but I think goaltenders is, is just, you know, a position where you kind of have to, you know, be in a league a few years, whatever, and you're going to have growing pains. Like, and I think this is just the growing pains for the young, young goaltender, right? 
Now, if he was like, say, yeah. 32 years old and like, you know, and he was playing like this, I'd be like, yo, dude, you know, what the F? Um, but that being said, young goaltender, we've seen what he can do. He was like rookie of the month, was it this, this like, a, like a couple months ago? So the kid can clearly play. He clearly has talent. Growing pains, right? It's just growing pains. You're going to work through them and so on and so forth. Um, and I, I think ultimately they're going to go with the veteran guy because that's what they've been doing as of late. They've been going with the veteran guy. So I think at the end of the day, even if Swayman was playing well, I'd still think that they'd probably start Omar. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they're playing the veteran guy. I think they're playing the money guy in the playoffs. <laughs> right. That's another factor for Omar going into this. I think that's the Definitely I think the that's the only yeah. factor for Omar really starting the season, especially with a, a a slide by Swayman right now. There's the reality too, right? Because Sweeney's in his contract yeah. here, so he's got to like save face, right? Oh, what you just signed a uh, what this goaltender this how much money? You know, I haven't started him in the playoffs. Right. Yikes. The, the, this little shitty podcast out of Bill Ricker is saying that you should have kept the two less than a million dollar goaltenders. Looks like they were right, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, let's let's face it. We were all pretty pissed about that to start the season. I don't know. This, this yep. Almark, yeah, he's been playing good these last couple of weeks, but let's see how it goes. He's never seen the playoffs, as neither has Swayman. But um, did Swayman you know, play? Dave, how far did Swayman make it in the Frozen Four last year, the NCAA tournament? Do we know? Tyler, are you going to ask me something? Yeah, I, I thought just occurred to my head. Earlier we were talking about Nick Foligno not doing much as a player. There's another guy who was there, too, that we signed, and it just came up to me. Derek Forbord. That guy is also doing absolutely nothing for us this year. I mean, he's... In fact, he's probably... What's, what are his stats like? He just has gotten much worse. It's Each game passes by, slowly just progressing, progressing in a decreasing, like... In a decreasing bad way, he's done nothing for us. Like there are defensemen that have been playing a bit better than him, and he just has not really shown me anything. Sixty-six games. The Bruins player. You know, I'm happy you brought that up there, Tyler, because that's also another sign that like is kind of like looking like crap, right? You signed what a poor man's Kevin Miller to play on your left side. Wonderful contracts. Like, why couldn't you again? Save that money for like a guy like Brandon Saad, or, or just trade made that simple trade for Brendan Dillon, right? Who again, another person who I've been saying would have been a nice little fit in your top four, is better than four, but more physical than four. But I mean, and just to touch on it real quick, Mike Riley, another trade that's looking like, dude, what the hell? And they gave him a contract. Him and Forbert are making taking up six million dollars a year. Oh my god! Between that the two pair, of them. That pair is – they tried it the other night, and hopefully we never see it again. But that pair with Riley on the right side, Forbert on the left, what a disaster. And also Mike Riley, another thing I've noticed about him as a defenseman, he loves – and I mean like loves almost to the point where you think he's playing for the other team, but he loves giving the puck up at their, at their own blue line. Loves it. More than Pasternak on the power play? Oh, towards <laughs> it. Like, you know what I mean? He'll send it. He'll, he'll uh, do a stupid chip up against the boards, which is being blocked by another player. Or he'll try to do a weird dipsy-doo move and get picked off. Or he'll just send it straight up through the neutral zone, and it gets picked off. I mean, he loves it. You just watch him, and he does it all the damn time, and it pisses me off. You know, you just mentioned the, the power play, and uh, I think I heard a stat that, Going into tonight's game, they were 0 for their last 16 on the power play. I'm it, fine with it. it. You're fine with the Bruins power play at this time, or are you fine with them being 0 and 16? 0 and 16 on the power play? Totally cool with it, Dave. Quite frankly, with, 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 with remember how when they were so, like, the only time they could score was on the power play? Yep. And not to mention some of the stats I looked at of uh, Stanley Cup winning teams. Your 5 on 5 regular season offense has to be um, at least in the top 10. Right, and their five on five for the past few years has not. 
it's all been on the power play. And so I'm totally fine with them scoring only for, on five on five and sucking on the power play. Because if you also remember, 2011, one of the worst teams at, 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 on the power play, and they won the Stanley Cup. I don't so think they I, scored I, I a power a play goal through the first three rounds. And that's fine. I don't give a shit. As long as you're scoring five on five, awesome. Right. Do it. Yeah, no, I was just I was going to say, I mean, I know Pasternak's been hurt. This is his fourth game out, as we mentioned. Um, I was curious if there was any. I, I think the power play is definitely um, taking a backseat in scoring this year to the to your regular five-on-five. Five. I don't have stats in front of me to prove that, but just, you know, the feel from watching it and, you know, talking about an over 16 streak on the power play, I don't think it's something that we've done in the last couple of years as a uh, as a podcast. But, uh, yeah, I was just curious. Tyler, any thoughts about the power play? Are you, are you concerned about it heading into the playoffs? Um, Kind of, yeah. It needs to be a bit better. It's, it's been a little less consistent as of late. 0-4, very bad in the Capitals game. St. Louis game, like as of right now, they're not getting anything on the board. Oh, yeah, they, they need to step it up as, as like soon as possible in these next games. If they don't, well, no, no chance of the playoffs. They don't score a single goal. Oh, man, it's bad. It's actually much worse than I thought it was. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. Okay. Forget everything I said. Now they absolutely need to step it up on the on the power play. I Yikes. mean, no it, goals in like. Let's see. Well, no. Do you want to think it is Tyler and and um, is I think it's because of the absence of. Two key players. Um, I think one of them is Crew, because as much as I adore McAvoy, and hopefully, Dave, you can edit out this part because I don't want uh, Jimmy to hear it. But um, Krug's a much better power play defenseman. He to, yeah. he's, he's, he's super talented, the way he moves the puck at the point. So uh, McAvoy just can't do that. And also, another reason why like, I was uh, just – why this player annoys me so much, but everyone was foaming at the mouth when we traded for him. But Taylor Hall, wow, he sucks on the power play. I'm sorry. Like, he, wow, he blows. Also loves to turn it over, doesn't want to get in front of the net, makes boneheaded decisions. I mean, so technically, you're really only playing with three guys who are consistently on the power play together. And, you know, so it's, I don't know. And one of those guys, David Pasternak, is cons- very consistent when it comes to coughing up the puck at the blue line and giving up a break a two on zero breakaway the other way, or a two on one. Um, so it looks like, if I'm reading this correctly, the Bruins are top, uh, number ten in the power on the power play this year. At where was that? Twenty two point four nine percent. And they are eighth in the penalty kill at 82.61%. So, I mean, top 10 penalty kill on power play. Your special teams are pretty decent. Um, Definitely love the fact that they're scoring more five-on-five. And, you know, Justin, you had said um, the last 10 years or so, or you had said you have to be a top 10 um, five-on-five scoring offense to even have a chance at the cup, so I I don't know where the Bruins stand five on five scoring. Um, but I definitely was... definitely feel more comfortable with their five on five scoring because you you don't have just one line now, and for your um, Taylor Hall thoughts, I you know I I feel like he's up got a shit ton of assists. Not that it should be all about that. But um, I, I I just well, felt like he he was more of a goal scorer than a playmaker that I, I well, appear to be really Dave, wrong on. Do you want do you want that Lions turn into though? And this is another reason why I'm sort of down on the Bruins um, scoring right now uh, is because essentially that line, and quite frankly the top line, has become get the puck. Pursue it in the offensive zone and give it to this guy, right? The top line, it's get the puck, give it to Marshan. 
On the second line, it's get the puck, give it to Pasternak, right? And teams have been starting to uh, have obviously recognized this. And Marshan's starting to get double teamed. Uh, Pasternak obviously gets double teamed a lot in, uh, in the offensive zone. And the other guys don't do a hell of a lot of it. I mean, and that's, again, another frustrating point about Taylor Hall is you can tell how much of a talented player he is. I mean, he has excellent passing skills. He can enter the zone like, you know, no, no other Bruin can, quite frankly. And, you know, but like, and he has the ability to score, but he's just not willing to do, say, like what a guy like Marshan's willing to do in order to score. And that's why you see those assists, because it's just him setting up Posnock and Holla being defensively responsible for the two of them. That's essentially what that line is. Yeah. Uh, you know, Holla has actually been the only bright spot on that line lately. Um, he's been pretty hot lately. Uh, official from the uh, from Boston Garden here, uh, the TD Garden, whatever the fuck it's called nowadays. Uh, St. Louis four, Boston two. Boston does not clinch a playoff spot tonight because, well, you know, why would you? Uh, if you if you weren't gonna come out and play against Toronto a couple weeks ago, you were sure as hell weren't gonna try and win a uh, get yourself a playoff spot tonight, were you? <laughs> uh, um, just to my thoughts on Eric Hall, I'm just pulling up the uh, the game logs. I feel like I've been seeing his name on the score sheet a lot lately. And let's see. I mean, not versus Tampa or Columbus, but he had four out of the last six games. He had points. Looks like. Seven out of the last ten, he had points in. So I, mean, I feel like he has been had been a pretty decent go at it lately. Um, and Marshawn, I don't think Marshawn's been the same since his suspension. Anybody else even really notice Marshawn that much since his suspension? No, there are definitely been games where he has like definitely turned off the light bulb in, in the games. Like he just hasn't really been there. Just, yeah, there are, after that suspension, it's like something that kind of changed with his play style. But hopefully during the playoffs, he can definitely bring in, motivate this team to get get better. Because there are a couple of new players who haven't like seen the playoffs with the Bruins for a while. Right, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at his stats over the last... Uh, I guess they're not as bad as I thought. It's just maybe more assists than goals, but... I at at one point I thought he was gonna break forty goals this year. Now I I wonder. Um, I feel like DeBrusque has a better shot at his twenty seven high mark than Marshawn has at forty this year. But again, I I still do feel like Marshawn hasn't played the same since his suspension. Well, quite honestly, Dave, what I worry about with Marshawn is like. He's kind of reverted, right? Like, since that licking incident um, with the Lightning's player in the playoffs, like, he kind of toned it down a bit. But as of late, he's been – he's been, and I, quite frankly, I love it just because, you know, screw all the other teams and fuck them. <laughs> but um, he's been kind of a dick, quite frankly. And he's been he, – and he's, he's gotten very close. And I think that hit against Pete was very, like, treading – the line, but it and you, know what I mean, and I am stunned he didn't get suspension. And are you been, are you talking about that hit that could have been cons- like in in real time almost looked like a blindside hit, just it really wasn't. Uh, it, it, I think so, but I thought it was more about yeah, it, it was just like he he almost hit him in the head. Yeah, like, I mean like, he like, definitely like, he definitely was high chest shoulder area uh, he was definitely yeah it was and yeah obviously it was part of of it was the way the way Pete was positioned at at the time but that still was a hit that he went full into and I don't know it's just for a guy like him it's it's super borderline I guess so maybe that's a better way to put it because you know we all know his reputation in the league and the league knows it right but I, I I look at that and I say like dude you gotta like be careful because you've been suspended how many times now? And I guarantee you, like, if he gets a bad suspension, that can mean playoff time missed, and you're you're really 
up up Shit's Creek without a paddle if he's suspended for or out of the playoffs for any t- length of time. No, you're right. Marshawn's probably yeah. Marshawn's probably the one guy you can't lose if you want to even have even a shot going down down the road here. Um, yeah, I know what you're saying as far as he really needs to be careful. But I mean, again, in, in real time, I thought that was border that was a borderline uh, blindside hit, which he was gonna get in trouble for from the league. Because let's face it, if he sneezes and he doesn't cover his mouth in time, they're gonna suspend him. Um, but you know, when you went back and look at it on replay, I was glad that there was no action taken against him because it was a good hit, and and he can't. I don't know if he can really be worrying about, you know, what the league office has to think about it as he's playing like on the ice because obviously that's going to take away from his game, and that's how I felt like he was when he first came back from the suspension. And again, like maybe I was wrong when I said it tonight, but because um, I'm looking at his stats and he's scoring, he's been on the score sheet more than I was giving him credit for. Uh, and I just, I don't know, I just felt like every time he comes back from the suspension, there's that period of time where Marshawn's not Marshawn and it takes him a while to get back. And I, I just hope he gets back to that by the time the playoffs take off. Oh no, and I and I think and I think you will, Dave. But I, my whole thing is just like, dude, you've you've been like clean, right? You've played clean, and you're still a stud. So you you don't have to like you know take yeah, like do those board lines. Still play with grit and like you know intensity and that compete that we all know and love and like you know what I mean. But like don't don't start doing stuff that you know you are likely to get like sniped for by the league. And it sucks that the league will do it. But you have that reputation. You built that reputation for yourself. So, I mean, it's kind of on you. So, And you can play without doing that stuff. Yeah, well, his slew foot this year was not a slew foot. Just saying. That I agree with. Yeah. But, again, and, that's a Marshan call. And, and then the, the, the Tristan Yari shit, yeah, it was stupid. But that's why he got, what was it, six games? Yeah, something like that. But I think, you know, it, but you heard what Tristan Jarvis said. It's like, dude, like, stop. Again, you should be aware that, like, you, you're going to get caught. Like, you of all people. Right. You and Tom Wilson should automatically know. Uh, and Tom Wilson's just a dick. And, and he can't help Yeah, but he, he gets away with shit, too. You know, he does. And, and, and But, like, you know, with those two, whenever it's borderline, it's, if it's their name, they're going to get called for it. And you just got to realize it. Just like that offside thing. You should always be diligent about, you know, Staying on sides before entering the zone because with replay now, because how many times did they get called for offsides, get a goal called off uh, in years past? And it's like, guys. Oh, they were the worst at it. Yeah, it's like, be diligent. You know, it's, I know it's BS and it makes no sense and I hate replay for it, but at the same time, they're going to call it back, I should say. Call it back. Um, so just be more self aware, Malachan. You are so important to this team, your success and your ability. Stay, stay in the damn, damn game. <clears throat> All right. Uh, moving on. With 10 games left, left, it's always a good time to look at the playoffs. Um, as of right now, the Bruins are the first wild card team, which means that they would play none other than the Carolina Panthers, who have uh, – yeah, Panthers. <laughs> the Carolina, ah. Carolina <laughs> Hurricanes. Sorry, I just looked at Florida's stats right at there, and, you know, obviously the football crossover there. Obviously I suck. Anyway, so Bruins would play Carolina, who beat the crap out of you this year and beat you three games. I think you scored a grand total in those three games of two goals. Maybe yep. o- maybe only one. Um two. So uh, that looks like just a complete another train wreck for you guys, especially where uh, the way that I, I don't think they played like complete crap tonight from what I saw of the game while we before we started recording and while we were recording. But they definitely didn't play the way they could. And, yes, they are without three key players. Um, Tyler, what are your thoughts? If if the playoffs start today and you're playing Carolina, um what what's your uh, what's your miracle that happens for that for the Bruins to win that series? They gotta play hard and they gotta just you know 
get every player to get motivated. Just overwhelm the other team. That's all you got to do. Do like the opposite of what the teams do to us. Overwhelm them instead of us. Yeah, when I when I say miracle, I think more along the lines of uh, the entire team getting sick. Nothing bad, just sick enough where they can't play, and you have to play the checkers, their their AHL affiliate. <laughs> I don't know if they're still affiliated, but I know oh, I feel man. like they were at one point. Because <laughs> where else would you come up with a name like the checkers? Uh, um. No, Tyler. All joking aside, any any big thoughts on the on a Bruins Carolina series? You do you think that there's any shot that at this point that they're gonna be able to uh, pass Tampa Bay to get the number three seed? It's possible, but they just gotta they just, they just can't play like they did tonight against St. Louis and then start playing much harder. Looks like the games they had before, like back in March, played so well, like getting a bunch of wins. A couple of losses, but that's okay. Like those kind of games, that'd be that'd be perfect. And now we're, I, you know, open this up by saying that you had lost three games to Carolina this year. Um, uh, the, the Bruins now one and one versus Tampa, or on the season they still have one game left versus them. Let me look at that. They do have one game left, right? No, that's Toronto. They have a game left with. Sorry. Um, I think three all three uh, and one against the Lightning this season. I think they're two and one against the Lightning this year. Okay. Um, but I I could be wrong. Um, <clears throat> Justin, who do you feel you have a better? The Bruins would have a better chance of, of beating. Um, actually, you want to be playing Tampa Bay. You'd be playing Toronto, who smoked you last time. As far as I'm concerned, I don't care about those two third period goals. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Quite honestly, Dave, that's that's the only matchup I, I I'm looking for is that matchup because yes, you've handled Tampa Bay. Yes, you, that was a good win the other night, but they're still they they and you know Tampa has a lot of miles on them. So like maybe I could be wrong with this, but I still think watch out for them in the playoffs because they can turn it on. And Tampa's been kind of been here at this point where they've like you know they take their foot off the gas a little bit. They understand that, you know, they, it's a long season. They play a lot of hockey. So I just believe in those guys. I mean, they're still so talented, top to bottom. Um, so, you know, I'd rather avoid them. I don't – I that's uh, – uh, Florida and Carolina at this point are better than you. I, I think that I think they're better than you. I think they can play better than you. And, honestly, you put yourself in the bind. I think we discussed this earlier on in the season, like when they were kind of flat and they put themselves in a crappy position. And now you're at that point where, like, you kind of want to you want to get that third seed, right, and um, get that matchup with Toronto. And it's a grind right now. You've been playing a grind. And we've seen this with teams like Florida in the past. You know, they, like, they make a huge end-of-the-season push, get burnt out, playoffs come, bounce the first round. Um, so I just I, – I don't know. I just think the Bruins – it's it's risky, but I want them facing Toronto. That's the only matchup I I'm really looking forward to. You you don't think that there's any chance that uh, Carolina gets too cocky coming up against the Bruins in a series? Or you think they still hold a little bit of uh, animosity for the uh, the bubble year? Yeah, no, I just think Carolina they 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 built something great. They've gotten some season on on their younger players. They're coming along real great. They have a great decor. I think they finally have. Decent goaltending, and um, I just think they're probably honestly one of the most rounded teams, well-rounded teams in the NHL. So um, I'm definitely not sleeping on them. And and again, I'll be the first one to say that, like, listen, this is a regular season, and, but, and um, they didn't have Lindholm at that point. So, you know, it, it could be possible that the Bruins match up well and win that series, but I just think the way Carolina's going and the players they have, I, I just I think they're a deep team and they have a chance to – Potentially be in the finals, quite frankly. You forgot, you forgot about Carolina's uh, best attribute. <clears throat> Their coach might have the best broken nose in the whole league. 
<laughs> That's gonna be good luck somewhere, right? Absolutely. Rod Brendamore, he was a he was a hell of a player. He was. That's the thing. He was. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So we, we think the Bruins will be out in the first round. What do we think about a uh, a Washington Florida series? That could be interesting. Um, I have to say Florida though. They just seem more hungry this year. They're definitely, they're definitely a, a younger, hungrier team for sure. Uh, I mean, yeah. And I know Washington. You know, yeah, they won a couple few a couple years back, but uh, you know they've always kind of been that kind of. I feel like Ovechkin's had almost that Peyton Manning kind of stigma of a one and done. Not not entirely. I I think Peyton did it like I don't know every year, but the two years he won the Super Bowls. Um, but I I don't know. Um, I I I could see Washington stepping it up once the playoff time comes, beating a younger team like Florida. Justin, any thoughts on a Washington Florida series? Ah, uh, Florida. Quite frankly, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, 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 and again, another thing I hate about Alex Ovechkin and his stupid ass goal record. I mean, like, Jesus Christ, dude! If only you cared more about cups than you did about like breaking Gretzky's record, maybe you'd have more. Just saying. Um, I, I don't have faith in the Washington team. I really don't. Um, I think they'd lose to Florida handily. Uh, five, six games, perhaps. Um, a matchup I was really hoping for was Tampa, Florida, but looks like that's not going to happen. Uh, with that being said, though, a Carolina-Florida matchup would be pretty sweet, I think, and that'd be a great combination. Great Eastern Conference final right there. Oh, man. Let's move out west because I uh, I teased you with a question earlier, Justin. Colorado currently sits at 110 points. Has pretty much all but secured the president's trophy um i think most of us would agree obviously there's a mathematical chance that it doesn't happen but um do we think that colorado will be a uh, a president cup one and done team this year Ooh, that's tough and that's a really good question dave because you know I, we all know the president's trophy curse and quite frankly, like I, I, I do believe, given uh, Colorado's kind of like playoff track, quite frankly, as over the past few years, that they could be like, uh, you know, done, done the first, you know. Uh, but with that being said, I, I, I believe firmly in the talent that Colorado has, both both offensively and defensively. I forgot who they added to at the um, trade deadline. I feel like they added another defenseman. That was kind of like their big thing, and perhaps a forward. But I just think they were a deep team. I mean, Nathan McKinnon, Nazem Kadri as your one and two centers are just awesome. Uh, Isn't Kadri hurt Antony. though? Is he hurt? I, I I haven't been I haven't followed it, and I don't know how, what the status of Landis Cog is. But Colorado's a good team, and quite frankly, they should be the favorites to win the cup. Let's see, Kadri hasn't played in, since March thirty first. Yeah, I, I think I, I I joked about him and Jake DeBrusque earlier, but I th I thought I heard he was done for the season. Yeah. Oh, was he really? Okay, uh, so injuries may play Colorado then. And then, uh, uh, let's see. I was going to try and look and see who they added at the trade deadline because I can't remember right this moment myself. Let's see. Yeah, I thought, I thought he added a forward. Not, nothing too, too crazy, but uh, and then a defenseman. Um, and they have a solid decor, I think, as it is. Right. Um, I don't know. I just, they, quite frankly, if they don't win the cup now, this year, or in, in the coming years, that's a big failure on their part. Right. Tyler, thoughts on uh, Colorado one and done, pres President's Trophy one and done? Yeah, I think that is possible that will happen. Um, yeah, the, the injuries, I think, are going to affect them greatly this year. Is Nathan McKinnon still out? No, I think he's I think back. he is from the hit. 
It was a pretty rock. He got rocked on that hit against us. He played on the ninth. Yeah. But there is, like, one thing that I will say <clears throat> about Colorado. There are players that, like, who are, like, strike just beneath the kid and, like, the best Colorado players have been doing, like, much better than him this year. Like, Miko Rantanen having a hell of a year so far. Uh, McCarr getting better as a D. Great player. Um, yeah, and most of the other players, they're doing they're doing decent. It only matters if they just play better in the playoffs, kind of like with us. But the injuries are going to play a factor in the playoffs, of course. Yeah, but there's got to be something to be said for Colorado's recent track record. They haven't exactly been gangbusters since they hit the playoffs, when they hit the playoffs. Yeah. And I'm looking at their roster, and I can't figure yeah, out they're, who they're the hell this. they picked up at the uh, the trade deadline this year. They had a road trip recently, and they they got all three wins, so they they are probably pretty prepared for the playoffs, but we're going to have to definitely see. As for you say, like the one-and-done President's Trophy, yeah, I, I do see that being, being a fan for Colorado. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like every year I put my, uh, I put my hopes in a, a Western Conference team like Colorado or even Edmonton. I put my hopes in in the past, and then they just, they suck. Well, Dave, he has a bit. He has a better counter question to uh, your question, Ooh. which is, if not Colorado, who else could you see coming out of the West and making a Stanley Cup final? Because I've looked at the standings, and there's no team that jumps off the page at me. There's no team that I'm like, oh, yeah, they're loaded. They're stacked. They're going to go. Right. Each team is, like, missing an element, I think. And not for nothing, but as of right now, I believe Colorado would be playing Dallas in the first round of the playoffs. Which they should handle because Dallas is. Because Dallas is, uh, yeah. Just, you know, they're, what, two points ahead of Vegas with a game in hand right now. So, I mean, Dallas could still get jumped by Vegas. Vegas, this would be the first year in their franchise history that they haven't made the playoffs, right? Actually, I think that's actually right, Dave, quite frankly. Um, And that's actually, um, speaking of franchises that um, need to win, I mean, talk about going all in, especially when you're a new franchise. And, um, you know, you're like going all in on, you know, Petrangelo, you sign him to that big contract, Mark Stone. Jack Eichel, all these guys, and you just ha- you have all these guys, and now you're potentially not going to make the playoffs. So I mean, yes, yeah, I feel like I've put my my uh, my hopes into Calgary out of the West in the past before. I I don't know. I don't know. I I could maybe quite frankly I could maybe see. You think L A could find an old uh, an old spark and get moving? Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth, Dave. I, yeah. I feel like that's one team that I could see maybe. Because, like, I, I looked up Drew Daly's age. He's still, you know, he's 31 years old. And, again, yeah, I know it's like that's – he's still a young guy, right? But in hockey terms, I think that he's in hockey, getting towards the end of his career. In hockey terms, he's uh, on the back now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's a nice way to put it. He, he's making the turn. <laughs> exactly exactly you know so but it is still true it is still doubted you know what i mean so like right um you know and i think they've got some good young players on their roster as well so i mean yeah and then, i don't know so they could maybe see but other than that maybe edmonton but is it is it comic david edmonton is it still quick out there as a goaltender in la i think so dave i'm pretty sure he still is Let's see what's up. Excuse me. You're not excused. Yeah, Quicken Peterson. Cal Peterson. Yeah, and then I'm, I'm looking, I mean, Minnesota, they surprise you out of the West. But then I say, no, it's Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, I, I like what they have going on. Let's put it that way. But too um, soon. 
but still too soon. I agree. Too too soon for me to want to bet it, bet on them anyway. Not that I'm a big yeah, degenerate no, think, gambler, but yeah, no, nah, I, I I wouldn't take them. I still think they're a little bit too uh, too young and missing a few pieces. Yeah, I mean, I could see with some of the the older like L L A is kind of like the the Western Boston right now, only you know maybe a little further along in their their rebuild on the fly. But I you know they got the they got a little bit of the the old Stanley Cup winning team still intact. There's a few players still there for them, and then uh, not a lot, but they have a couple on there, and then making a good push this time of year. I could see it. But yeah, I, I think Colorado would still be my favorite <laughs> coming out of the West. All said and done. Let's see. All right. Uh, anything else, guys? Any final thoughts? No, I've talked about everything I wanted to talk about for the Bruins. Justin, you got anything? Uh, anything about McAvoy you want to put out there for Jimmy to have to listen to in his car later? Uh, yeah, uh, Jimmy, look up the stats and uh, suck it. Suck a big fat one. Big time with onions and peppers and maybe a nice bun. Oh, shit. I'll give Phil Kustle your number. <laughs> uh, all right, well, hopefully Jimmy can join us next time. Uh, he's been pretty busy at work. I, I, promise I, I promised him I want to kill him off this week. Uh, although it is kind of fun to come up with a new death for Jimmy, but you know, it is what it is. It, a prop. That's okay, Dave. He's uh, only died from his McAvoy take. <laughs> yeah, that's, he is choking on that McAvoy take. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for the Boston Bee Party <laughs> this week. Thank you, Tyler Scales and Justin Ventola for joining me, and thank you all for listening. We will hopefully talk to you next week. See you, Dave. See ya. Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting!